Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. (laughs) Oh my god. I am not cutting that. (laughs) That is staying. Life. What is life? Hello, Alex. Hi, Sarah. Hi. (laughs) How are you? Clearly, I'm in just like la-la land over here. Um, I mean... It's the holiday season. We're yeah. in rest and relaxation mode. Yes. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. Um, Do you have any holiday plans? Are you traveling at all for Christmas? No. Christmas is like the one holiday that we do not travel for. I love it. So we stay here and then we do like our own Christmas with just Josh, James and I at the house in the morning. And then Sweet. afternoon is when we'll like go out to my parents. Um, and same with like my other siblings and their spouses. We'll all go to my parents in the afternoon. That'll be fun. Yeah. And I'm actually quiet. taking... 11 days off 11 days because our company does like the day before a holiday and the day the holiday itself nice so i have like friday and monday we're off for christmas and then friday yep. and monday we're off for new year's oh so that's i was like nice. three days off for 11 i'm in. done done granted daycare is closed for like three of those days plus the weekend so i was like i think i actually get like three days off by myself but i will take it i will take it it's gonna be great that's exciting yes i'm super pumped oh i love that yeah what about you any plans oh we're gonna be hosting that's is this your first uh christmas hosting this is gonna be my first yeah this is this is my first like holiday season hosting all the things we did thanksgiving Mm -hmm. with like local family right and then this upcoming Christmas, I'm hosting like out of town family. Mm-hmm. So, look at hostess you. Hostess hat is on. So we, you get when you get a big house, people just come. Oof! Apparently, yeah. now <laughs> I know. My goodness. Not moving out of my townhouse. <laughs> you, you're safe yes. here. <laughs> um, but no, lots lots of good stuff. I need to plan it out though. My mom was like do you have any like holiday traditions? I'm like, my kids won. Like I haven't started. Right. You don't need to. I feel like you can wait till they're five before you start traditions. Well, now I feel a pressure to like come up with a curated weekend of joy. That's too much. So too much pressure. Hostess hat though. I got to do it. This is, (laughs) I don't know how else to function. You've, you've vacationed quote unquote vacationed with me. You have, I have to plan it. I love an itinerary from Alex. It's I have to itinerize. I there's can't. always, there's always those like videos that everybody sends and it's like, why do we have such a great vacation? It's so relaxing. It's because somebody's curated <laughs> and carefully planned every minute of the vacation. And that's me. That's you. Mm-hmm. So 
there's that I got to do it. Yeah. I have to do it. It's I, the only way. I appreciate it's it. It's going to be a good holiday. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but so lots of good stuff. Yes. But really excited to like sign off. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many days I'm taking off yet, but hopefully it's quite a few. Yes. Which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you been reading recently? I've been slacking on my reading. That's um, fair. I think because I've just been inundated with everything. Yeah. I was like, you need to just a little breathing room. Yeah. Plus when I read for like too many nights in a row, Josh is like, can't we just like watch a movie together? I'm like, yes, darling, we can. But I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch a movie. I just want to read. Men. I know. They but don't appreciate it. They but don't. But, but he, also I read something the other day where it was like normalize not reading 80 books in a year mm-hmm. and like just enjoying yourself and yeah. not pressuring yourself to like read something every other day. Yeah. Like it's fine but like for me reading is my like checkout like i don't yeah i used to like love watching tv as like my mental escape mm-hmm. but i don't know i don't know if it's just because i've stared at screens for you know 10 years in the corporate right. world and it's like we're on our phones all the time that i really don't like watching tv anymore yeah. like i'm just not there's nothing good on first off and then yeah i just don't like to sit and stare at a screen for two hours mm-hmm. like i'd much rather like my escape is a book so yeah i feel like i don't because I used to I used to be like oh I want to read 50 books in a year but now yeah. it's just like I don't even keep track and I think I've read like almost 70 books this yeah. year and it's like that wasn't even attempting to like hit a quota you know yeah. so to me it's much more the escape that I'm looking for That's so sweet yeah meanwhile I'm watching like Riverdale season yeah. six trash TV <laughs> at my house <laughs> that's why my reading list has taken a hit okay yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest um no but so I've just read One Dark Window because we have it for our upcoming book talk talk yes um so spoiler if you didn't already know that's this week's mini that's this week's mini so we're doing uh our book talk talk on One Dark Window thanks to our Patreon members yeah. um so yeah so I enjoyed it and like I think like we said last week it's a duology which yep. I'm very like very hopeful about so I'm excited to read the second one but yeah really enjoyed the first one and you will get all my thoughts in the minisode yeah what about you what are you reading um so I had a book club book mm-hmm. that I read it was called Bandit Queens okay uh it was by I might mispronounce this Perini Shroff okay it was delightful okay um so not romanticy at all mm-hmm. as we all know this book club of mine puts me in different genres all Mm -hmm. the time um but so it was it's set in india okay and it's like a small town india and this one woman's husband like ran off on her okay and but everyone thinks she murdered him and is like a witch (laughs) so she has this like reputation um and another woman's husband is like low-key abusive and really shitty Mm -hmm. so she comes to her and is like hey can you help me murder my husband oh my gosh i love this and then it just like spirals and it's it was it was hilarious. Like at some points it felt almost like a, like a slapstick comedy. Yeah. But also it was like really heartfelt mm-hmm. with like these, um, the relationships between the different women and a little like, uh, thriller esque at times. Like it just, it, it hit all the different spots. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Very much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a little, something a little different yeah. in your TBR. I'd recommend it. That sounds so much fun. It it was genuinely a delightful read. I read it in like two days. That like honestly, it reminds me of um Crazy Stupid Love, where it's just like 
everybody has these misconceptions yeah. and then it's like at the end you're just like oh my gosh this is the greatest moment it, in my life it has that like similar like threading right for sure that's that's kind of the vibe it's giving me but i yes which I on a side that. note sometimes i just watch that one scene the of crazy stupid love on youtube literally it cracks me up every time i watch it. every time it's so good like just that scene i yeah, will watch 100 percent. brian gosling in that scene just <laughs> kills me the way he like pulls his head back he's like eh? yeah what are you doing oh here? my god it's so funny <laughs> oh i want to watch it now i know we'll youtube it after this yeah i will never be over it no um okay announcement corner mm-hmm. we had book club last week yes yay iron flame that was so much fun thank mm-hmm. you to everybody who joined yes um and just a reminder we do that quarterly mm-hmm. with our fam patreon members yep. we're gonna be voting soon on what the next book should be yes so if you want to participate in that check it on out mm-hmm. um and then other announcement romantazine physical copy of issue one closed done Thank you so much to everyone mm-hmm. who placed an order. Yes, it means the world. It really does. It really, really does. So make sure you tell us how much you love it. Leave us a review. Send us pictures. Tag us on Instagram. Do all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you missed out, but you want issue one, the digital copy mm-hmm. is still available. Yep. Um, and at this point, we're accepting pre-orders for issue two yes um so that'll be coming out probably in march yes beginning of march beginning of march Mm -hmm. not probably beginning of march (laughs) is when it will be coming out um so keep us posted on how much you love it and if there's any ways that you want to partake yeah uh so this week sarah Mm -hmm. who are we chatting with we are chatting with janine o'reilly author of how does it feel the book that had the crazy dedication that makes you just want to lose your mind an ending that just like blew me away blew us away yes total surprise mm-hmm. janine i i so i read the i obviously read the book before talking to her right obviously <laughs> um but talking to her gave me an even deeper appreciation of the book mm-hmm. um i love how she took her inspiration for like her, her love of all things gothic like mm-hmm. edgar Allan poe right. and like weathering heights like vibes mm-hmm. and imbued it into this it made so much more sense like some of it like, really did. like the tooth situation yep. i was like oh i totally get it now that you're into like exactly that kind of vibe and then even mushrooms like she's a yep. forager and like that makes so much sense why the mushrooms yep. were such a big deal so i just love seeing how parts of a how a person can infuse parts of them in into mm-hmm. the novel so it was just so fun feeling like in a way we already knew Janine, mm-hmm. but we also got to learn so much about, about her. her. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of fun chatting with her. Mm-hmm. We hope you guys enjoy listening. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. We have the incredible Janine O'Reilly, author of How Does It Feel with us today. Janine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Um, okay, Janine. Well, first off, let me preface. I sound terrible because I'm getting over losing my voice. So if you can't understand me, I apologize, Guys, we got, everyone. We got sexy Sarah today. It's great. <laughs> I love, love it. it. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like we are suckers for all the personality tests. We love Enneagrams, Hogwarts houses. Um, what are you reading right now? All those kind of things. Like tell us a little bit about you. Oh, thank you. Um, 
My name's Janine. I like long walks to the bookstore. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I am going to say something that's going to make you angry. I don't know my Hogwarts house. How is that possible? I know. I really need to get on that because I need to know. I have a feeling it's Slytherin, but I, I need to. <laughs> Honestly, after you reading after reading your book, I, I could see I could see that I could see that it, it's probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am an INFJ personality mm-hmm. type. Um, my favorite books in general are like Edgar Allan Poe, um, Wuthering Heights, Beowulf. The Odyssey. I'm kind of a sucker for the classics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I do. I love pretty much everything. I I'll read stop smoking books and I've never smoked. I just I'll read anything I can get my hands on. So um, I'm a mom of three boys and I'm a hobby Mm. mycologist. So that's that's about it. Uh, so I might sound ignorant or uneducated. What is a myologist? Not at all. Um, uh, I'm a hobby mycologist, so I study like fungi and mushrooms and things like that. So, so very that, ties in, that ties in really nicely to this book. I was going to ask you how you knew so much about <laughs> yes. nature, like, like just intense thing. research, but there, there's our answer. Yes. That's yes. so interesting. I, I love I love fun guys, <laughs> but I, yeah, that was kind of, um, an exciting little point to get to bring into the book, um, a little bit of me. So that was very fun. So do you forage? Do you, how did you, how I did do you get into that? Okay. <laughs> I do. Um, several, several years ago, I started growing at home mushrooms with my kids and, um, I have a background in physics. And I kind of always have to take everything to the next level. (laughs) So (laughs) then I just joined some mycology associations and mushroom groups. And it just kind of took off from there. So that's so interesting. (laughs) That's so cool. I love to eat mushrooms. I have never thought about growing or picking them myself, but I appreciate that somebody does. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So are you also interested in bugs then? Because that was... I was dying to know. I was like, she, she knows so much about moths and butterflies and like mushrooms. This is so interesting. Not particularly. I'm a big nature enthusiast just all okay. around. Um, I really enjoy being outside, but I also just love researching. I think that's kind mm-hmm. of the physics background. I dropped out of school and I just researching is one of my very favorite things in the whole world. So getting to write books about so many different things it's such a great outlet to be able to learn so many different things that's awesome so that is awesome. Was, how does how does it feel is that your first book is that how many books have you written so technically it is my second published book okay. but my like like any good author I pulled my first book for um <laughs> re-edit um about couple months after it was released and and then I just never put it back out so Unofficially, yeah, unofficially, I consider how does it feel to be my first. So what kind of inspired you to become an author? Um, When I was very, very young, I, every single night that I would fall asleep, I would tell myself a different story because Mm. I am autistic and sometimes I have trouble turning my brain off. And so when I would lay down to sleep, I would think of all these crazy different stories every single night. 
and I was an avid reader also um, of fantasy and just everything. And as I got older, reading some books, I constantly would think, oh, why didn't they do this? Or, oh, they, <laughs> they missed out on this opportunity. They could have done this, you know. And But I'm also a big believer in not judging anything and everything is probably harder than you think it is. So I really like to get in and try things before I, you know, just say, Oh, that's so easy. Um, So of course I thought, well, I'm going to try this. It sounds really hard. I'm going to try this. (laughs) And it is really hard, but I really enjoy it. It's just, I feel so lucky that I get to write down my, my stories and crazy thoughts and people enjoy reading them. And I just can't imagine. I feel so lucky. Well, that's so awesome. I mean, I think that's an incredible story. And I mean, we loved your book. So you clearly are doing something right. Thank you. You are. Sarah and I say all the time, like, obviously, like we just said, we loved your book. But so often, like we have a hard time even like, like harshly criticizing books because we're like, someone did it. Like that in and of itself is incredible. This book is for someone. It may not be for Sarah and I all the time, but like this person wrote a book and that is so awesome. Absolutely. I think that's such an important thing that um, readers sometimes we just forget that just because we didn't like a book doesn't mean that someone out there doesn't love it. It's not, Mm -hmm. you know, if you find your favorite book and you look up the reviews, guarantee there's going to be a lot of bad ones. And I think that's such an important thing to remember that, that's one of the beauties of having billions and billions of books is there's so many different things for different people. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of your book, we're, we're going to dig into some questions, okay. like potential spoiler warning for people who haven't read her book yet, which it's on Kindle unlimited. So I don't know why you haven't read her book yet. <laughs> um, but we want to dig in a little bit more and learn um, about the world from you. So within your world, we have Faye. We call them the Seely and the Unseely Faye, correct? Yes. Awesome. So they are at war in this book. They've been at war with each other for a really long time. There's like a situation where they like the Unseely also despise the humans. And it's just like a really intense political situation. So can you tell us a little bit more about that and the looming war in this world that you created? Yes. So it's true. Um, there once was peace amongst the Seely and Unseely in this world. Um, and a lot more of that gets explained in book two. So I can only say so much, but, um, <laughs> you know, Mendak definitely set them back a little bit by you know, some of his choice actions, maybe it didn't fare so well with uh, the Sealy, but a lot more of that is explained in, in uh, book two. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Um, Callie was a really intriguing character too. Like I loved her enthusiasm and I thought it was such an interesting contrast to the Unsealy Fae who were just like, so dark it was like classic grumpy sunshine where she was sunshine but this whole world was so grumpy (laughs) it felt like um so i just thought she was such a fascinating character and she had such we, we already mentioned this right her understanding of nature and animals was just so endearing i i also loved how she was like setting aside food for the rat that she was like i want to make sure you're fed i was like your heart is just 
It's so sweet. Um, but but she was smart. She was smart and she was capable um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, not going into many of the spoilers, but <laughs> I'm curious, um, Jean, so how do you think, you know, that knowledge and that intelligence part of her um, enhanced her ability to survive mm-hmm. in the Fey realm? Yes, I definitely think that helped her in ways that were not very typical. I don't think um, any of the very powerful Faye expected a human to be doing almost anything that she did. Um, you know, and she caused some damage with in her own way with just by using her brains. And I really enjoyed that with her. Um, it's so often that we can feel unequipped for different situations. Mm. And I think that is one of my favorite parts of the book is it just shows just because you don't have the same quote unquote powers as everyone else around you, it doesn't mean that you can't, you know, do your own amazing, wonderful things. And um, I think she she leaned into her self-preservation a lot Mm -hmm. and really kicked into her basic knowledge of what to do. Yeah, her basic knowledge, I feel like, is way more enhanced than my basic knowledge. (laughs) Like, I I cannot stop thinking about the bone and the sauerkraut. I was like, there's... Is that was wild. Like, can this actually happen? Could I do this if I had a bone? It can, actually. You absolutely could. Um, I loved that (laughs) so much. That was probably Uh, one of my favorite, like intelligence parts I was yeah I was just astounded I was like this girl's amazing yeah. yeah I love that that's the first instance that you really get to see how strong-willed she is and that she pulls some things out of her back pocket to be able to you know not just sit there and take it because she's a human and I just really love that her intelligence was able to get her out of certain situations yeah. And I love how Mendax the whole time was like, I see you. Everyone's underestimated me, but I see you. And she's like, I, I'm picturing the TikTok sound where people are like, I'm just a baby. Like, I'm, I'm being picturing that with her, which is like, I'm just a scientist. And he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I see you. Yes, exactly. I, I see it. <laughs> Um, so your book takes us on quite the journey. We we're in the human realm. We're in the Fey realm. There's battles, there's spicy scenes, all the good stuff. What was your favorite thing to write about? Oh, that's such a good question. I had to think very long and hard about this because (laughs) all of it was so much fun. Um, oddly enough though, the rooftop scene was my very favorite to write. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed in one scene, you get to see the internal workings of each character. Um, Mm. And it's completely different for the same actions and movements and everything throughout that scene. It's such a different perspective um, from each one of them. And I typically write to the cadence of music and instrumental type work. And that one I wrote to um, The Last Funeral by Eternal Eclipse. Mm-hmm. And it just clicked into place. So amazing. I just can't, it was so satisfying. And it's one of those <laughs> things that I just see this playing in the movie of my head. And of it. I, you know, I just loved, that's the first bit that you start to see in Mendak's mind that there's more working than just a killing machine that he's there's more going on um, mm-hmm. and I, I I really enjoyed that it was fun to write 
Yeah, as soon as his POV got introduced, I was like, oh, we're it, we're getting more. It's like it's not just her. And I love that you you wrote literally the exact same scene, but from the different perspectives, because to your point, it opened up a whole different viewpoint of him and what he was feeling, because I think at first I was really confused by him. He was the dark and mysterious, you know, fey mm. prince. But then I was starting to get it a little bit more. And I was like, oh, that's why he's doing this. And at first I was like, he wouldn't kill his best friend, right? And I was like, okay, wait, right. didn't, it's fine. Everything's fine. But um, <laughs> but no, I just, I thought that was so fun. And I love how you interwove that throughout the book to give us that like a, a slightly different picture on the Thank scene. Thank you so it was, much. It was perfectly like subtly done. I loved it. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> And I, I have to bring up, you mentioned music. That's so interesting. Like, did you pick the song before you wrote the scene? Like you knew. I did. Song? Okay. I did actually. I, I love it. Um, I have a couple songs that I've heard, um, you know, be it driving or something. And it just hits something different inside of me. And I'm like, I can just picture everything happening to it. And I'm like, I need to write this down. And that's always my favorite when that happens, because then I'm just flying through writing and it just feels so right to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was definitely one of the ones that I just could not wait to get back and write to it. That's awesome. I love that so much. Music is so powerful and just like fully transporting us. Whenever authors introduce playlists into their books, it's just incredible. I, I And I saw that note at the top of the chapter. I was like, oh, this is new. This isn't on the other chapters. I was so excited. <laughs> yes. It was a lot of people said, was this a typo? And I'm like, You're no, like, no, this is just how important I want you to listen to this before <laughs> or after some point. Yeah. Author's notes. Listen right. to me. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Um, okay, well, a, a quote Sarah and I really loved. Um, from Mendax's perspective in his mind, um, it says, Until this moment, I've never known you could crave something you've never wanted, which is so interesting. The the shift from thinking humans are disgusting to having feelings and loving somebody um was was drastic but it really hit him mm-hmm. so what do you think drew mendax to callie who's a human right and how did that change him as a fae yes i think um so initially i'm not a huge insta love type of person but in this situation um he's such a villain and yeah. he just really doesn't do anything that you would think he would do, even as a villain. Um, He just kind of has his own way of going about things and thinking about it. And just initially, I think he was so upset that he was starting to like a human and it was so uncomfortable with the feelings that it brought up that he of course, wanted to kill her (laughs) and get rid of her. And that was just his natural way of thinking. And then as it progresses, um, he realizes it's not going away. He starts to embrace it a little bit more as he sees how strong she is. And she's not just this, how they think of these weak humans that, you know, just can't do anything. He starts to realize there's so much more to her. And I think that kind of softens him a little bit to, 
he's already a little unhinged. So I think it just goes and wraps her into his, his chaos. <laughs> I love that you called him a little unhinged. Like <laughs> just slightly. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah, even when he was, like, talking about how much he loved her, and she was like, you're a psycho. I was like, like, I get it. But then she's also, like, kind of into it. And I was like, I get that, too. Like, there was such an interesting, like, a dichotomy there of, like, yeah. you're crazy, but I kind of like it. I don't know. <laughs> right. I think that was a very realistic, um, at least for me anyways, I've definitely had feelings for people I wish I hadn't or, you know, in those situations <laughs> that you're like, oh, why, why am I so attracted to them? I'm not supposed to be. So right. I thought well, that was such a real moment. <laughs> I was going to say, we're, we're, mar- we're all married women. Like you can hate, yes. hate your husband and love them deeply at the same time. So <laughs> it's true. like, in a way we kind of get it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Um, well, so at the end, not quite at the end, but towards the end of the book, Mendax reveals his true name. We learn that mm-hmm. in the Fey realm, right? Knowing someone's true name holds power. Yeah. Um, and he thinks he knows Callie's, mm-hmm. but we find out that she did not give him his true name. So there was a, such one of like the, probably the smallest of like the many twists at the end that yeah. will reveal in this question. But um, we'll use it to, you know, talk about like them as characters. So what do you think this shows um, and says about them individually? And then what do you think it reveals about how they view and work within relationships? Yes. So I think um, that when he first was using his name as a fae, it's just second nature. You just don't share that with anyone. And most of the time you don't even share it with your, you know, significant other that could potentially be immortal. It's such a huge, huge thing. But as with everything else, he's just completely out there. He doesn't do anything halfway or anything. And Mm. he is to the T obsessed with her. And (laughs) I think in, in those moments, I think it showed what was most important to them. And I think for Mendax, it was so important for him to be able to give everything to her. Mm. And that if that was going to finish him off, that was him giving that to her because that was the only way he would want to go out is through her. All or nothing. All or nothing. Just classic Neely. Absolutely (laughs) infatuated with her. And I think for Callie, um, I think in that moment, she most valued her goals, family and security. So she held on to things a little bit longer, um, just out of, again, self preservation. Mm-hmm. And she's confused. She's not nearly as unhinged as he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, we won't go into the hardcore spoilers, but I, okay. I do just want to like, end these book related questions with saying, you shocked Sarah and I. Sarah <laughs> yeah. and I can guess books so well. Like we both are kind of like, yeah, we called that one or we had an inkling. We figured out. No, not at all with you. And Sarah actually read your book first and she was like, you're never going to guess the ending. So then I was like guessing like crazy stuff as I was reading. I was like, oh, well, if I'm never going to guess it, then it must be like this or that. And no, you got me too. We were both just like, what? So like... Not that you need our kudos, but major oh, kudos. It. Thank you. And we so love much. a good twist. We well, love I, it. 
I, I mean, the dedication, that. the dedication you wrote at the beginning of the book is crazy. <laughs> and I think like, I think your book blew up on TikTok and like, I saw a reel about it and the, the girl was freaking out. She was like, this ending, like it destroyed me, all these things. And I was like, okay, I'm interested. So I read it and I got to like the third challenge, basically the third task. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like, not that I was like, oh, this is unexpected, but I was like, this isn't like, I felt like it wasn't video worthy of how right. crazy this girl is going. And then it kept going and then it kept going. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm blown away right now. Like this girl's video was so accurate. I love that so much. Thank you. I really set out, um, every time I read a book, I usually can predict what happens right about the third chapter. Mm-hmm. And though it's still fun, it does get a little bit disappointing like Mm. you you just can't help but wish it was just a little hit a little harder and so that was one of my big um goals with writing this is I really wanted to lull everyone into a false sense of security in so (laughs) many different layers of the book you know there's so many different points that I I really tried to set it up so that you thought it might be something else and then Mm -hmm. would try and take a different direction and um whether you know a lot of people thought she was um tripping on mushrooms and it was all just a hallucination and all these different things I leaned into it a little bit in the hopes of you know there really being something impactful at the end and I'm so pleased that it, it it came out the way that it did Yes, definitely. We are, we are too. I love a good surprise. I'm, I'm one of those people that I don't try to predict a book. I like to just take it as it goes and I'm not seeing big picture. I know Alex mm-hmm. can predict everything. Um, My brain is just, it never stops. Yeah. It never stops. But Same. I was just genuinely surprised. Like I feel like even inkling at least, even if you're not trying to predict the book, but this was, yeah. yeah. So kudos well, very much. Oh, so. Thank you. I, I think the thing we liked about it extra is there have been there have been some books that surprised us, but not a lot of them have the breadcrumbs that lead to it where it's Mm -hmm. like I feel like sometimes an author will just throw something out of left field to surprise people. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. how did that make sense? Like, how did that lead to this point? But looking back, I was like, oh, I get it. Like there was this and there was this and there was this. I was like, oh, shit. So yeah, you did it right. I thank you so much. I'm a huge fan of Easter eggs and the second read through (laughs) is just so different. You know, I, Mm. I had so much fun uh, doing that and it really does. I think one of the big things about the ending is even though you feel a certain type of way, whether you like them or don't like them at the end, it completely changes everything you just read. And Mm. I love that so much. (laughs) true story i'm like we gotta we gotta read this again yeah (laughs) whole new perspective yeah um so talking about publishing and writing now um we're going to transition a little bit who um who are some authors that you admire i know you talked about some like your favorite books in the beginning like the classics is there kind of a modern day author that you admire or enjoy reading their works honestly i could not pick just one it would be absolutely impossible for me to pick just one that i admired because it is just so much more than you think mm-hmm. when you're getting mm-hmm. into writing it and i can appreciate everything that each of them goes through you know from 
smaller indie authors to huge names. It's just, I think it's so incredible to be able to, I'm a reader first and a writer second. I just think it's such a feat to be able to share so much of you in a story and then put it out for everyone to read. So I don't think I could pick, especially not modern day, because being a modern day, I just... I have such an appreciation. I don't think I could pick one, but mm-hmm. um, Robert Louis Stevenson, the author of Treasure Island, I mm-hmm. just, I, I'm just an unbelievably fascinated, and I just think it's so amazing. Uh, Treasure Island was written in 1881, and still in 2023, every pirate that we know has taken on characteristics from his book that he came up with, be it the tricorn hat or the peg leg or the (laughs) thick Cornish accent. And so many people uh, see these and don't realize it came from an author's mind in a story, you know, forever Mm -hmm. ago. And I just, that just blows me away. I, I have such an appreciation for all of that that it can carry over through so many different decades and generations that's so powerful that's quite remarkable i actually did not know that that's kind of where it all stemmed from so that's really cool it's wild right yeah wild jack sparrow yeah it's just incredible that's exactly (laughs) what i was thinking of i was like man that's that's crazy from the 1800s yeah it's i i just what a legacy absolutely Mm -hmm. what a legend For just sure. goes to show the power of words really absolutely absolutely yeah. well, speaking of words what uh what kind of advice would you give somebody that is looking to write or publish a book yes i would say first write what you want to write because you want to write it don't write something because you think you're going to make a million dollars or you think you're going to you know, get popularity or compliments or anything like that. Because the truth is, as wonderful as it is, you do have to have a thick skin. And it's much easier to do if you stand 100% by what you wrote. Mm -hmm. um, And not be swayed by the many opinions. And so I think I would just say, if it's something that you truly want to do, stick with it no matter what. And write the story that your soul is telling you you need to write Mm. i love that um and that it makes me think like i was reading i was writing a review the other day and i just sometimes i decide to read other people's reviews and people Mm -hmm. are harsh people are so harsh so i commend all authors on being able to ignore that and keep writing so um i yeah i definitely agree with that yes it can definitely be Um, I know when I was first looking into it, I never heard anybody mention the um, scrutiny that kind of comes with it. And it's a lot of these wonderful things and and all of it. And it is so amazing and wonderful. Uh, But I wish I would have (laughs) known to maybe thicken up my skin a little bit beforehand. Mm. Um, And I do think it is so much easier when you're writing from the heart and it's something that you really truly believe in. I can't imagine if I was not fully invested, how hard it would hit me as a human. Some of it. 
Well, and like I, I see some crazy re- reviews for indie authors, but also like mm-hmm. renowned authors. Like people Absolutely. will go up and say like Jane Austen was garbage, and I'm like, Absolutely. are you kidding? <laughs> Did we, what? Like again, that objectivity of like maybe a book wasn't for me. Right. Um, I think people could use a little extra dose of, or I don't know. I I'm always like. I I have such a deep appreciation for the art that people create, whether it's like paintings or writing books. And mm-hmm. so I like I just I can't even imagine being like, I can't do what you're doing, but I'm going to crap all over you. Anyway, that's right? just like my little soapbox. I just no, it drives I, me crazy. I get it. I uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate everyone that has read the book and goes and writes a review for anybody because you're taking your time out of your day to go and write something about this book and be it good bad or indifferent that's amazing so i stay out of my reviews because at that point it's not my business anymore it's Mm. their business and i am just so appreciative that they even gave it a shot even if it wasn't for them um but you still get the occasional somebody will just email you or or something like that and i definitely would would recommend for starting authors to just maybe stay out of it a little bit don't look at your reviews you know the because you do get so many great ones but it does always feel that the negatives are a little bit louder and it can be so discouraging you know but they happen for everyone and it's truly it's just a, a part of the working process. Mm-hmm. So I know we loved Mendax. Mendax, that's how you say it, right? Yeah. 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 Mendax and Callie's story so much. So I know you mentioned book two a little bit earlier in this um, recording, but what can we expect? Like what's on the horizon? Do we have any timelines or expectations or any light spoilers you want to throw out? <laughs> yeah, I was to tell you all. No. Okay. <laughs> You're like, here's my book. Do you want to know? Let's yeah. through it. <laughs> so, um, the smell of smoke is was originally set to release um, end of February, but I recently signed with Bloom Books, and they <gasps> congratulations. Thank That's you amazing. so much. Thank you. I'm in a fever dream. I'm just going with it right now. I'm oh my so God. grateful. So they are taking over on that, and I am not 100% sure if the print date will remain the same. It will remain in KU. Um, It's a four-book series, um, and it will remain in KU. And I know they have some pretty editions coming, which everyone has been asking about, and I cannot wait to get my hands on them. Oh my beautiful. gosh. That's so exciting. We love oh. a pretty edition. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I'm a sucker for foiling and sprayed yep. edges. That's mm-hmm. take my money. I love giving them all. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. So in book two, we um, delve a little bit more into Callie's past and a lot of the questions that were left unanswered in book one get answered and some more background and some of the new struggles she has to face. Um, all the while being basically hunted by Shadow Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that nickname for him. I do too. People have been um, calling him Tooth Daddy, and I think that's my favorite thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I just forgot about the tooth thing until right now. That's hilarious. Oh, that was the most that so weirdest, much. creepiest thing ever to me. Like, <laughs> I appreciated the sentiment, I guess, but that grossed me out so bad. <laughs> I love that. I low-key love that. I have, like I said, Edgar Allan Poe and Gothic literature is such... I have um, tattoos of Edgar Allan Poe and Jane Austen. I just am such a sucker for Gothic literature that I kind of had to have a little bit of a morbid tooth moment in there. (laughs) Amazing. That's too funny. Um, I was going to ask, are we going to get any of the perspective of the person that went through the portal to the Sealy realm at all? I don't want to like throw any spoilers about who went through, but will we get any of their perspective of what's going on over there? You will eventually. Okay. okay. Um, you will eventually get a lot more of his perspective. Okay. Good. Um, not in book two, though. Okay. Oh, um, good to know, yes. though, that I've got We're that in my... We're playing the long game. Yes. Yeah, the long yes. con. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I, I am so excited for everyone to read um, book two. I, I, you know, I don't want to be redundant, so there's no plot twists, really. <laughs> but um, I definitely really wanted to. I had so much fun, dare I say, manipulating everyone's <laughs> mind. I definitely wanted to hold true to that in book two so i'm i'm hoping that that comes through in a different way i well, love that, so bum, bum, bum. that. No. i know <laughs> we can't wait i know I, no i thought it was so funny when this book because i was reading it on my kindle and so i'm you know i'm tapping through and we find out about the twists and and all of that stuff and then it was just over and i was like what I need to know. I need to know so much more. Like I, I have so many questions. What is happening? Yeah. So I'm very anxious and excited to learn a little bit more about all of that in the next book. Yes. I, I do feel a little guilty for how I left everyone, but you know, it's <laughs> true villain style. So the Kindle's deceiving. Cause like when you're holding a book, you can see like, Oh, I'm, I'm about to hit the, Mm-hmm. you know last oh, page yeah. doesn't hit the same way on a kindle no well, it'll say like 97 percent, but then it's like all those pages that you don't care about it's yes like the acknowledgments and that you're like oh i thought there was more <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you're like wait wait that can't be right right <laughs> yes i think the number one comment i've gotten after reading the story has been what the fuck <laughs> and i'm like i yeah I don't know. Like, what to you're, welcome. Yeah. you're welcome. You're <laughs> welcome. I'm like, see you for book two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um, love it. Janine, if people want to follow you on Insta, social, anything, where can they check you out? Um, yes, I am on Instagram as um, Janine O'Reilly underscore author. And I am on TikTok under um, author Janine O'Reilly. Awesome. I was the flesh bard on TikTok, but, <laughs> and it was, it happened by accident, actually. You know how you can change your name in it? And then mm-hmm. it's like, I, I was with a friend and we were being silly and then it, it kept it for seven days. And I'm like, oh no. But then all of my readers were like, you have to keep it. We love it. <laughs> so, but it's changed now. I'm, I'm, I'm back to normal. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. 
Well, Janine, it has been such a pleasure. Thank you for sharing your book with the world and sharing a little bit of yourself with us and our listeners today. Um, We really appreciate it. And it's been so much fun. Oh, thank you so much. I cannot tell you how much fun I had. I just appreciated the opportunity to come on so much. I, I absolutely love what you girls are doing. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, um, y'all, we hope you enjoyed this interview with Janine O'Reilly. Um, once again, how does it feel? It's on Kindle Unlimited. Check it out. So much fun. Um, and let us know. if d- Does anyone guess this plot twist? Does anyone? Let us know. <laughs> Tell us what you think. Um, and we'll chat with you guys more next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at, at @fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.